This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Nation, welcome back to another episode of Extreme Resurrection. I'm James Gruenberg. Alongside with me, as always, is Steve Riddle. Steve, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. Glad to be back for another uh, round of these, and we've got some uh, interesting shows to talk about here tonight. Coming off a uh, very unexpected and unpredictable backlash. Yeah, Steve. Um, you know, I really want to. I want to ask you: uh, Is this going to be our last show? Because it does seem like it might be the last uh, show of uh, of ECW on the Sci-Fi Network with uh, the news of uh, you know what happened at Backlash, and uh, you know we're going to be hearing some of the um, ECW originals uh, statements uh, as uh, the news of what what happened at Backlash occurred. You know, but it seemed like this might have been a little nail in the coffin for ECW on sci-fi here. Yeah. Well, the way they were, they, uh, they were talking about, you would have think that the show was already dead and buried at this point. So (laughs) yeah. Yeah. um, But uh, it's only, it's only going up from here, hopefully, uh, or who knows if it's going up, but at backlash 2007, Mr. McMahon defeated Bobby Lashley along with Umaga and Shane McMahon in Mr. McMahon's corner in a three-on-one handicap match to become ECW World Heavyweight Champion. When you think of this, you're like, why is he champion? Why isn't Umaga the champion? You know, I thought the whole thing was just for um, for Lashley, for the McMahons just to get the title off of Bobby Lashley, but no. Vince McMahon really wanted to uh, screw, put the screws to Bobby Lashley by pitting him himself and becoming ECW champion, Steve. Yeah, I mean, that was that was the whole point of the I mean, they and they pretty much, you know, talked about it the whole time throughout the in the building into the matches that Umaga and Shane were basically there to do the damage. And Vince was going to be the one to get the three because he obviously wanted to get the since he had gotten his head shaved. He's the one that wanted the most revenge. Yep. So, Mr. McMahon is our new ECW champion. And Steve, you know, I, I have to wonder: Do you think he let the um, the ECW originals know that he was going to be champion, or was he going to just be like, "No, you know what? I'm going to surprise them and see what uh, what what really happens, and get their real reactions to me pinning." Bobby Lashley and holding their ECW title. I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't tell Tommy, Rob Van Dam, Sabu, and Sandman that he was becoming ECW champion. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Knowing him, he he definitely didn't tell them ahead of time. <laughs> he was like, "Nope, I want their real reactions, and uh, we'll go from there." So, yep. <laughs> but uh, we're here live in Birmingham, Alabama. This is ECW, May first, two thousand seven. We get the recap of Backlash, basically that Mr. McMahon pinned Bobby Lashley to become ECW champion. Lashley comes to the ring, says nobody is happy that Mr. McMahon is the champion. He wants a rematch, but out comes Armando Alejandro Estrada. He comes out and says that Lashley deserved to lose the title, basically, and he says that uh, Bobby will get his rematch, but it is not going to be tonight. And he, Armando Alejandro Estrada says he cannot touch Umaga, Shane McMahon, or Mr. McMahon unless provoked. So Bobby comes out and uh, he says, so what's your name? And Armando goes, my name is Armando. No, 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 no. He says, no, no, really. What's your name? Armando Alejandro Estrada. So Poppy Lashley rolls rolls up Armando into the steps, like sends him flying into the steps. But that reaction of, uh-oh, that's not me, you know, was really, really funny here. Yeah, this was a I, I, this was a good little opening segment. Um, obviously Lashley's you know determined now to get his title back. And yeah, Armando was not looking good there in the in, in the wheelchair and in the neck brace. Um, but yeah, that that was a great reaction where it's just like where he you know when he starts to say his name, then he realizes, oh crap, I'm in trouble, I'm in trouble. <laughs> and Lashley comes and just like you know. Pushes him right into the steps, and that was a uh, a nasty bump there. It's it's gonna it's been a uh, rough couple of weeks here because because I think it was the week before Estrada the Lashley like press slammed him out of the ring in that really nasty spot, and then he takes this here, and uh, unfortunately for him, it's not uh, not gonna be the last time he takes uh, some abuse by Lashley. <laughs> no, it's not. So then we go backstage, and uh, you know Elijah Burke has uh, rallied the new breed. Because they have been, you know, double-crossed by CM Punk. So Elijah basically says, follow my lead and I will lead you to basically the promised land. I'll lead you to victory. And it is going to be CM Punk versus Kevin Thorne. You know, it looked like it was going to go right to Elijah or Marcus Corvan. But Elijah basically is like, nope, you're going to face Kevin Thorne tonight. So... It does seem that Kevin Thorne is getting thrown to the wolves here, but uh, let's see what he does, right? Mm -hmm. Round kick by Punk. Kevin Thorne goes to work on Punk. And then uh, Punk basically just hits, like, the GTS for the win. You know, it wasn't really a lot of, like, fighting from Kevin Thorne. Like, a little bit here and there, but, like, he really didn't get a lot of offense in. Um, and then Punk hits the GTS for the win. For this match, Steve, I, I want a star. I didn't really see a lot of offense in uh, Kevin Thorne here. Yeah, I want a star in a quarter. And yeah, I remember when I watched it, I was like, this almost feels like a squash in a way. Um, yeah, Thorne got that little bit of offense in the beginning, but then Punk pretty much kind of dominated him through the rest of the match and then picked up the clean win. Um, I mean, we'll see kind of what happens, you know, what happens um, in a minute, but, um, but yeah, it just feels, it almost felt like um, 
Thorne didn't, you know, could care pretty much almost could care less about this in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, I just didn't really see a whole lot of uh, wrestling from uh, Thorne and, uh, you know, we're going to see that the uh, new breed is going to have their uh, problems here as well. But um, we go basically to like, um, not really backstage, but we go to Joey Styles and Taz. They say that, oh, the uh, ECW originals are going to share their thoughts of Mr. McMahon becoming ECW champion. And um, Tommy Dreamer's like, you know, uh, Vince McMahon killed ECW, you know, it's a crock that Mr. McMahon is champion. And, uh, you know, everyone's just giving their feelings. But did you notice that? They never cut to Sabu giving his feelings or talking about what they what he thinks about Mr. McMahon becoming champion. Well, they I feel like they show they just like showed him backstage, but he was just like throwing stuff around. He didn't actually say anything. Yeah, but I thought it was kind of funny. It's like they do not trust this man to speak, nor can, nor do I think he can speak. So it's like, well, what do we do? Just have him throw stuff around, be angry. So. Yeah, it's it, it's funny, kind of. Uh, it, it's almost like you know they were implying that you know Vince was the reason why ECW originally closed in the in two thousand one. When in reality, Vince had nothing to do with that. That was just more, um, you know, obviously you know money issues and everything else going on in that company. Because if you remember, Vince was you know supporting them for a long time, but it just got to a point where it just got to be too much. So it's just kind of funny. They're kind of, they're trying to retcon the history a bit that Vince has something to do with uh, ECW going out of business, similar to how, uh, to almost similar to how WCW went out of business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then we get a very hot, uh, extreme expose that returns. And uh, it was very Hachimashi, uh, Steve. Yeah, the, the, they, the, the three of them obviously were hot, but I, I kind of thought this was almost one of their um, their weaker showings. I don't know, maybe it just just wasn't uh, feeling it on this night for whatever reason. Oh, okay, alrighty. I I wasn't expecting that, but uh, you know, yeah, I guess so. But uh, you know, I thought that Layla always does like a very good job, and I think Kelly was doing a very good job here as well. Yeah, I mean, again, it was fine, and again, the three of them are obviously still very hot, but I don't know, for some reason, it just didn't, for me, didn't click on this night. Gotcha. So then we go backstage, and the new breed is uh, backstage arguing. Um, Elijah Burke is, like, belittling uh, Thorne, and Kevin Thorne immediately says, you know what? I quit. So Kevin Thorne quits the uh, quits the new breed. When he said that, I immediately had to look to see if it was his last night with the company. I was like, uh-oh, do they just not have a lot of faith in Kevin Thorne as a uh, professional wrestler? Is he not cutting it? But alas, he does stay. Uh, you know, I just thought that because, like, they were like, oh, giving him the uh, quick out, you know, to the quick exit. Just say you quit and we'll do something. But I don't know. But I just thought that... And he is still he was still here uh continuing on. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't think if he if he was um if he was leaving, I think not only would he have just said he quit, I think the three the, the other three would have beaten him down to really kind of put the exclamation point on it. Because usually that's what happens when it when somebody's getting ready to leave. Um, you know, they do the honors for some, you know, and get kind of take the beat down. But um 
I mean, it makes sense. I mean, I have always kind of said from the beginning that he was always kind of the odd one out of the group. So um, it kind of makes more sense for him to kind of be on his own and kind of go his own way. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we'll see uh, what uh, what becomes of Kevin Thorne as uh, he leaves the um, he leaves the new breed here. But now we have a uh, tag team match here, Steve. It is Matt Stryker and Marcus Corvon versus the Majors. And the majors here, they would be, they would go on to become uh, really good uh, superstars to our uh, companion Edge here. Yeah, I mean, you, 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 yeah, kind of crazy because you realize it's, you know, like you said, the it's basically the future uh, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder, and eventually in the modern day, in today, you know, uh, Brian Myers and uh, Matt Cardona. So, mm-hmm. you know, kind of crazy that you know we're talking 2007 when these guys really kind of debuted and now what 16, almost 16 years later, both guys are still going strong. I mean, Cardona is one of the biggest names on the indie scene right now. Yeah. Especially with uh GCW on a uh, game changer wrestling, he pops up there from, uh, from time to time. And uh, I know that uh, Kurt Hawkins, um, I haven't really heard much about uh, Kurt Hawkins, but um I know that he did like one of the uh, timelines uh, for WWE, like when Sean Oliver was doing um, those, like releasing those timeline DVDs. He was uh, he was one of them. Might have been uh, oh, it was the 2008 one, I believe he did. Mm. So uh, yeah, so the, the like you know getting like the call for like being like one of the edge heads and everything. So yeah, but uh, here they are now and. Um, it's a uh, a hip toss to Stryker, fallaway slam by Corvan, a flapjack by one of the major brothers, and then a crossbody pin for the win by I don't know if it was uh, Cardona or Hawkins or like Brian or Brett Major, you know, but uh, that was interesting. And to me, Steve, I thought this was going to be a squash. Like I thought Corvan was going to just demolish these guys and uh, pick up a win here, but Turns out that uh, one of the major brothers did a cross body pin for the win to match Stryker and the major brothers wins. And for this match, I gave it a star and a half. Really good showing by the major brothers against um, two like established superstars in uh, Matt Stryker and uh, Marcus Corvan here. Yeah, I went um, a star and a quarter. Um, you definitely kind of almost had the almost definitely felt like. Um, Razor Ramon, one, two, three, kid vibes from uh, 93 Raw, that kind of same thing where it's like, do you hear these two guys? Do you think they're just going to be, uh, you know, guys to put over Stryker and Corvon here? And instead, they kind of pull out the win. Um, I'm I'm glad they had Stryker take the pin and not Corvon because they kept, so they kept mm-hmm. Corvon kind of, you know, kind of strong at least. Um, and then you just kind of kind of but it's basically more to kind of tease some um, continued dissension within the new breed because now they've just, you know, Thorne got you know, beat fairly easily by Punk, then he ended up walking away. Now Corvan and uh, Stryker pretty much lose to these nobodies, and um, Burke's not happy about it, and he gives, you know, Stryker a tongue lashing to the point that you feel bad for Stryker. Yeah, it, yeah, um, I'll get to that, but it does seem like the uh, new breed is falling apart, you know, under Elijah Burke's leadership, you know, with Punk before he, like, double-crossed them or double cross that it seemed like punk was going to lead these guys to like victory here. And Elijah Burke is really not doing a whole lot. He's just leading them to uh, 
leave them to defeat mostly, except for that one Extreme Rules uh, eight-man tag team matchup, you know. But on this night, you know, it's not going well for anybody on the new breed. Mm-mm. Yeah, it, it, you could definitely you know, tell that um, that Punk kind of sowed the seeds of dis- discord between them, and it's starting to kind of come to roost. Yep, so then Matt Stryker basically just gets, like you said, Steve, a tongue lashing. He is mad, and uh, he is just yelling at um, Matt Stryker here. Stryker's like, it was a fast count. It's like, no, it wasn't. You didn't kick. You you'd lost. Like, you know, there's no excuse. So he's just getting, like, a tongue lashing from uh, Elijah Burke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now we have our new ECW champion, Mr. McMahon. He comes to the ring. He fla- he literally flashes the ECW title. He um he wants the ECW originals to come to come out and say their true feelings to his face instead of like going on the internet in these segments and um, you know, just crying out to the internet. He really wants them to go face to face with him and tell that tell him how he really feels about this. So a uh, really good uh really go gutsy call here by Mr. McMahon, but he's not afraid of anybody, you know. He will tell you, come face me like a man. So how come the ECW originals are Rob Van Dam says, um Vince killed ECW and is a mock like it's a mockery with the title. Tommy says Vince didn't bring ECW back, the fans did. And then when he goes to Sabu, you know, he goes, Well, we'll hear from Sabu later, you know, being that he has no trust in Sabu cutting a promo or saying anything. <laughs> oh god, poor Sabu. But I don't think Sabu was ever meant to talk. He was just meant to wrestle and take bumps, really. Um, so then like, uh, he really wants, Vince wants to know who has the guts to, uh, take him, take him on and, uh, beat him for the title. He decides that the originals will compete in a fatal four-way match or a fatal four-way dance, basically, as does the old ECW terms, a three-way dance, but since there's four of them, it's a four-way dance, ha ha ha, you know, uh, so it's a it's a fatal four way dance to uh, see who gets the title shot here. So we have RVD versus Sandman versus Sabu versus Tommy Dreamer. But I do want to give your thoughts on uh, you know the whole uh, like the whole promo segment, Steve. Yeah, first off, um, we thought before that uh, Vince with that um, fedora was a weird look, but Vince with the do rag is even weirder. <laughs> <laughs> it just looks so like. This, you got this, like, you know, this old man trying to act cool with, like, his, you know, nice three-piece suit and this do-rag is just so outrageous. Um, and then, yeah, like, all the, like you said, the originals come out, they say their piece, and um, and Vince basically says, you know, like, well, if you all want a shot at me, you know, we'll do the, we'll do the four-way dance. So, um, you know, basic stuff here just to kind of um, keep Vince's heat going um, and to see... Um, if he's really going to step up or be a man of his word and face off against, you know, one of these guys, um, one-on-one at least. Mm-hmm. So now we have, like I said, RVD versus Sandman versus Sabu versus Tommy Dreamer. Winner gets a ECW title shot against Mr. McMahon. It is extreme. It's also extreme rules as well. So 
we'll see that come into play as Vince McMahon is having all the ring crew basically haul all these weapons out. You know, he wants to see a fight. And I believe he joins on um, he joins on commentary with uh, Joey Styles and Taz as well. But uh, it's so funny. There's a cement mixer. There's like everything, you know. Mm-hmm. They all try and cover like they all literally try and cover one another like to, you know, to end it quickly. A clothesline by Tommy to Sandman, rolling thunder and diving lay drop to Tommy Dreamer. A huge clothesline to Sandman. Sabu cross bodies RVD to the outside. Drop kick into the chair by Tommy um, to Sandman. A pile driver to RVD by by Tom, by Tommy Dreamer to RVD. That looks sick, the pile driver. And I was surprised that Tommy Dreamer was allowed to do that move since, like, you know, there was, like, the whole, like, ban on pile drivers and only a certain, um, like, you know, certain superstars could do a pile driver, you know, for, like, safety concerns. But that looked sixty. What did you think of the t- pile driver there? You literally took the words right out of my mouth. As soon as I saw that, I was like, oh my, like, I cannot believe they let him, uh, let him do that. But of course, you know, you have the great, um, the great sell by RVD where he was like, like pops up in the air straight up coming up, you know, selling it. It was, you know, he, he would do that in, um, in ECW as well. So it was always a great sell, but yeah, I was, uh, I was shocked that they let, uh, they let dreamer use the pile driver. Yeah. What insane move by that. And then uh, triple um, the triple jump moonsault by Sabu, and then Tommy Dreamer superplexes Sabu into the Sandman um, for a little, little like then they all go through like a table basically, and then Rob Van Dam does the five star frog splash to Sandman, and he gets the victory. For this match, Steve, I went two and a quarter. I really liked it. You know, it seemed like they didn't have a lot of time, but for the time being, they have like eight minutes left, you know, like or 10. They really put their bodies on the line for this matchup, and I gave it two and a quarter. Yeah, I went two and a quarter as well. They, um, you know, they they started a little slow at first, but once the weapons came in, then they really picked it up. The picked up the pace and um, hit like all their big spots. Um, obviously, we already talked about the pile driver, and then yeah, that uh, superplex that um, that Dreamer gives Sabu onto Sam and through the table was pretty was pretty sick. And then uh, then RVD kind of takes advantage, just the five star on uh, on Sandman for the win. So um, it's gonna be interesting interesting to see and to kind of do a nice little um, almost kind of little stare down there with um, RVD and. Uh, and Vince. So kind of, you know, it does get you a little um, excited to see what they're going to, what they're going to do next week. Yep. I'll tell you um, when we get there, but I'm surprised that they gave it to Rob Van Dam first, you know, like I figured they would have gone like maybe, you know, Tommy or um, Sandman, you know, because like maybe they don't want to put like maybe they don't want like the, the main star, like RVD to take the pin. If he does on this week, you know, I thought, they would give it to somebody else, you know, to take the fall. But uh, we'll see what happens on the um, on the main eighth episode um, as we get into that. But uh, yeah, a very good matchup here, and uh, so we know that it's going to be Rob Van Dam versus uh, Mr. McMahon next week. And uh, he gives a little like Rob Van Dam pose to uh, Mr. McMahon as well. So I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yep. So we are now on ECW May 8th 
And um, this is live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania tonight. Early afternoon, Armando uh, Armando Estrada, he has security cops and police with him. Uh, he tells Bobby Lashley he's not allowed in the building tonight. And he also says that he's on the list of people that uh, Lashley cannot touch unless provoked. <laughs> but Bobby Lashley really doesn't care. He pushes... Um, he pushes um, Armando's wheelchair down a hill into like a pile of garbage, basically saying you're a pile of garbage. And uh, Bobby Lashley um, happily lets the uh, Pittsburgh's finest policemen uh, arrest him. So Bobby Lashley is going to jail. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Poor Estrada. The, the abuse continues. I mean, that was a uh, that was a long um roll down that ramp there for him right into the um into into the dumpster and then I just love as soon as he hits the dumpster the one cop's like Mr. Estrada as he's running down the ramp. I thought that was hilarious. And then yeah Lashley just like you know all cool about it. he's like well guess I'm going to jail <laughs> so, but but I like that I think because it's it's like you know because you don't usually see that kind of that side of Lashley where he's just you know kind of this like cool cool confident um you know tough guy you don't you know we don't see that a lot of them and it, it was kind of refreshing to see yep so uh, you know it looks like lashley is like char- starting to become more of a character than just a um a muscle head you know like he's smiling a little bit like he's like trying to be like the not the next stone cold but like the like rebel enforcer basically against uh mr mcmahon mm-hmm. yeah definitely so now we uh, we kick off uh, ECW here with CM Punk versus Marcus Corvan, jumping heel and drop kick to Corvan, a big knockdown by Corvan and Punk goes into the post, bear hug to Punk, Corvan working on Punk's ribs and back. Um, it looked like uh, Punk was really hurting, like with the ribs and the back. So Corvan really knew what to do um, against uh, Punk. And then uh, we get another bear hug again by Corvan. Belly-to-belly suplex by Corvan. A bulldog to Corvan. Netbreaker by Punk. Springboard clothesline to Corvan. Then the Tornado DDT gets countered by Corvan to the outside. The pounce is given to Punk for the win. But after Elijah Burke uh, really just kicks um, Punk low in the, into the ribs, too. So Elijah Burke gets his shot in. And then um, Marcus Corvine uh, gives Punk the pounce. Um, so the uh, new breed, they uh, get one over on Punk. And, uh, you know, for all their losses uh, last week, they uh, pick up uh, cleanly here uh, with Marcus Corvine getting a pin over uh, Punk. I gave this match two stars. I really liked it, Steve. Yeah, me too. I went um, two and a half on it. Um, we learned during the match that uh, that Punk and Burke will face off at Judgment Day. So you got a big. Uh, so they're going to finally uh, go head to head. And yeah, like just like the back and forth, um, the focus attack on the ribs by Corvon, um, Punk getting his um, his hot comeback, and then like you said, um, Burke kind of getting that shot in at the end that led to uh, to Corvon hitting the pounce. And I was um, definitely shocked that they gave uh, Corvon, in essence, um, the clean win because you almost kind of thought, like you said, the the new breed had been on a little bit of a slide, and you thought it would continue here. But it obviously shows that um, of the new breed, besides um, that Burke and Corvon are the two guys they have the uh, 
they think have the most potential. And that's why they um, they give Corvon the win here. So um, good little match here to kind of give the give the new breed some uh, some heat back. And um, you're now kind of continuing to build towards, uh, like we said, the, the Punk and Burke match at uh, Judgment Day. Yes, and uh, you'll see more of uh, what you were saying as the night progresses with uh, Elijah Burke being in being in action as well tonight as well. So when we get to his match, uh, your your words will uh, repeat themselves basically here. Mm-hmm. So then we have now Sandman versus Snitsky. I have to say, Steve, I was kind of disappointed with this match. I thought Sandman would give more of a fight. But do you know what the funny part about uh, Sandman's uh, entrance was? I think he dropped the cane. So here's this, um, here's like the security guard running to give Sandman his cane, like running, like jogging right behind him. He's like, oh, Mr. Sandman, you forgot your cane, sir. Here you go. I don't know if you saw that. Or not, but I thought that was funny. I, I did. It, it almost, I, it's weird because it looked like um, Sandman was favoring his ribs. So I don't know if he was hurt or, or what. But I think that may have, um, that may have also, um, was the reason why this match ended up being so short. Yeah. So I don't know what happened, but uh, Snitsky throws Sandman into the turnbuckle. Sandman tries to fight back, but, like, gets demolished by a clothesline, a big boo. Then Snitsky just pins him for the win. I gave us a half a star. Yeah, I'm a quarter star. It was, again, like I said, pretty. it was pretty much a squash. And, I mean, to this point, this is probably the biggest name that Snitsky has um, beaten. So you, so you're kind. Of, we're still kind of seeing the slow kind of climb up the ladder here for Snitsky. Um, he's you know beating jobbers. He's beating some of the lower end guys like uh, Mahoney and Guido, and now he's you know beating uh, you know one. And that's just one of the top top faces of the brand and Sandman. So um, you you think it's this is going to start something now for uh, for Snitsky to get into something obviously very um, very juicy in terms of a feud. Yeah, but uh, you know, like you said, maybe Sandman was hurt. But for a for a huge face, baby face here, like Sandman, you would have thought that Sandman would have given more fight. But again, you have to make Snitsky look good. But like, it goes either way, basically. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Mr. McMahon is backstage with Shane and Umaga, saying ECW's only hope is Lashley. He has no, the, he's saying basically that the originals have no chance of beating him. So that ECW has only one hope, and that is Bobby Lashley. And um, he's basically pumping up for, he's pumping up Umaga for their match tonight because this matchup is a three on one handicap match again. So it's RVD versus. Umaga, Shane, and Mr. McMahon here, Steve. So a little bit of a backlash rematch with another superstar here. Yeah, Vince uh, pulling the swerve here on RVD. And also they, I think it was, I think it was before they announced that um, we saw from the night before on Raw, uh, it was announced Lashley was going to get his rematch for the title at Judgment Day, but he was going to have to face Vince, Shane, and Umaga again in a handicap match. So, uh, Vince again putting the screws to not just to Lashley, but also to RVD. Yeah, so we do have two uh, prominent ECW matches uh, featured on Judgment Day. We have 
Elijah Bird versus CM Punk, and we have uh, Mr. McMahon, Shane McMahon, Umaga versus Bobby Lashley. So ECW getting some shine on pay-per-view again, you know, so it's good for them. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so then we go to backstage again. Uh, Elijah Burke is backstage telling Stryker to take notes uh, and watch um, Elijah as he battles uh, the of uh, Brian Major, but also to take notes that uh, Corvon beat Punk. So, so uh, Stryker's got a lot of homework to do. Yeah, well, obviously now Stryker is kind of on the um, on the shit list basically after taking that um, after taking the loss in the tag match last week. Yep, Elijah. So now we have Elijah Berg versus Brian Major. Both guys slap each other, kicks to Brian's back, a right hook shot by Burke. Brian misses the crossbody, and Elijah Burke hits not the Elijah Express, but. The Elijah experience is just like a face buster slam, basically. Like, it's like he just picks him up on the back and slams him head first. Um, and that um, gets uh, Elijah Burke the win. For this matchup, Steve, I went a star and a quarter. I thought that um, Brian's performance here was good. And Elijah Burke uh, really put on a show that he's a force uh, to be reckoned with. And, um, or a force not to be reckoned with because he um, gets the new breed back on track here. Yeah, I gave it a star um, real quick. I don't know if we, um, if we, if we brushed over it, but we did get another um, extreme expose segment. Um, and the three of them had the, um, the Steelers jerseys on. So I, I, I do recall, remember that. And I thought this, that this week was, um, they did a better job this week than they did last week. So just real, um, just wanted to bring that up really quick, but, uh, but yeah, for the match here, um, this was pretty much the um, the squash we thought we were going to get last week. I mean, Brian got a few shots in, but, you know, Burke pretty much demolishes him um, fairly quickly and hits a, um, yeah, the nice little Elijah experience. Basically, it's um, basically it's like uh, if you um, basically it's like the, what would eventually be the uh, skull crushing finale uh, that the Miz does. So um, if anyone has a reference of a move. So, yeah, quick little uh, win here for Burke to uh, to build some momentum going into Judgment Day. Yep. So before we get to our main event, we have a tarot reading with Kevin Thorne and Ariel. And um, it looks like the cards are telling uh, Kevin Thorne to go in a different direction. And uh, it looks like uh, Ariel does not know what that means. And uh, she looked a little puzzled here. So uh, it looks like Kevin Thorne's going to go off into a different direction. Yeah, this this was a bizarre segment. By the way, did you notice the um the Cobra Kai shirt that uh, Ariel was wearing? I did, and boy, was that hot! <laughs> Pre predating the the show by about uh, by about ten years on that one, which uh, she was. Um, but yeah, this was uh, again just a kind of a bizarre segment. Like they, both of them just kind of seemed. Um, seemed a little off for some reason. Um, maybe just cause they, you know, trying to figure out what they're going to do with them that with Thorne now. But, um, but yeah, just, just really, really bizarre. All I, only thing I remembered about it was, um, was the, was the shirt. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's, uh, I did not see that one coming. And, uh, that was really, really, uh, Hachimachi of Ariel to be wearing that shirt. 
feel like um, uh, whoever played uh, the what was it, Zach? Um, who plays uh, Johnny in uh, Cobra Kai? Who is it? Oh, I, I don't remember. I, I, I know. I, don't I was going to say so whoever played Johnny, show. whoever played Johnny Lawrence. Uh, if he saw that, he'd be like, "Wow, that's hot." <laughs> Yeah. Uh, hang on one second. Oh, it was uh, William Zabka is a uh, is Johnny Lawrence in a uh, was Johnny. Yeah. Lawrence. If he saw that, he'd be like, "Wow, that's odd." <laughs> <laughs> so now we have this three on one handicap match. It's Rob Van Dam versus Vince Shane and Umaga. Shane and RVD start off arm drag by by Shane. Shane ducks a spinning heel kick, but then he gets kicked in the face again. Monkey flip by RVD to Shane. Uh, looked like um, looked like um, he was going to go for the uh, Rolling Thunder here, but uh, Umaga pulls him out of the ring. And then um, when it looks like RVD is going to get um, get on Vince, Shane McMahon hits him with a baseball slide. Umaga pulls RVD to the outside and is thrown into the steps. Huge leg drop by Umaga to RVD. Umaga goes to work on RVD. RVD takes out uh, Umaga's legs when he's going for like the uh, the like the the knee uh, the like the running knee basically in the corner. Shane prevents RVD from hitting the five star frog splash by pulling down on RVD, and uh, RVD lands in a low blow area. <laughs> And then um, a superplex by Shane and a Samoan spike by Umaga. And then Mr. McMahon again gets the win here as he pins RVD. But at the end of the pin, uh, the referee's like his shoulders up. It's like count again. And RVD like puts his shoulders down for the one, two, three. I don't know how they screwed that up, but that was kind of funny. He's like his shoulders up. What do you want me to do? Oh, for this matchup, I went two stars. Yeah, I went two and a quarter. It was a decent little thing. I'll see Umaga and Shane do all the legwork, and uh, Vince only comes in when he tries to get a pin. Um, I thought that uh, RVD looked, you know, fine. Didn't get a lot of offense in. I feel like he got kind of pseudo squashed. Um, obviously, that um, that superplex Shane hit looked really good, and then uh, Umaga with a beautiful splash off the top rope before he hit the spike um and then let's uh vince come in and get the pin uh, yeah I, I noticed that too he's like the way vince kind of cu- kind of had rvd covered he kind of like kind of forced his shoulder off the mat so that's why the ref you know kind of didn't count for us and vince had to make the adjustment for the uh for him to get the count so um but yeah pretty much again just um Vince, you know, and, and uh, his Vince Shane and Umaga showing out their dominance and uh RVD takes the um takes the loss here. Yep. And before um the before we get out the uh ECW original save RVD before um Mr. McMahon, Umaga and Shane can do more damage. So the ECW originals are still uh backing each other up to make sure that uh one of their guys doesn't get uh seriously injured or hurt by Umaga here. But uh Mr. McMahon is the ECW champion, Steve. So we'll see um how he uh goes about this. Uh will he defend the title more on ECW? Because we know that it's basically like he's just feuding with Bobby Lashley, but like, you know, in the meantime, we'll see uh, what he does to the other ECW 
FCW originals too, because they're not happy. So we'll see um, if if he sends Shane McMahon out there to fight one of the uh, ECW originals. You know, hopefully, maybe we get that ECW uh, Shane McMahon versus uh, Sabu Extreme Rules match, you know, or something. You know, so let's see what uh, Mr. McMahon does. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see um, what happens between now and I mean we're only uh, we only got one more show before Judgment Day, so we'll see what happens on uh, on that show. Yeah, and then um, it's like, what do we do with um, like the new breed? Is like the new breed done? Uh, what's going to happen with Kevin Thorne? But it does seem that like even after one week of losing and Kevin Thorne quitting, that the remaining members of the new breed whether striker is still a member or not it does seem like he is still a member uh they they got back on track with uh corvine getting the win over punk and then um um elijah burke getting the win over uh brian major so we'll see what happens there as well mm-hmm. well that's gonna do it here from us on extreme resurrection but before we go steve do you have anything you want to uh uh plug and or direct the listeners to yeah you can usually find me over on the ptb pop experience with the regular shows i have there uh, pop goes to classics mickey mount rushmore and the video jukebox song of the day uh, i also make a couple appearances over on the north south connection mainly on their um, on the youtube channel um for example myself and ryan gray um we previewed the seth rollins omos match for backlash a um, lot of uh, fun kind of discussing that, what, um, where both guys will go and kind of as we start to see who will be the first World Heavyweight Champion for uh, for Raw. And I will also make an appearance um, on an upcoming No Holds Barred, where myself, JT, Aaron, and Jack Campbell will be drafting um, who we th- uh, the wrestlers um, their best years. So basically what we think, uh, we pick like a guy, we think what their big, like their best 12 month stretches. So lots of uh, great discussion, a lot of great picks. So be, um, be sure to check out that. Um, other than that, you can usually find me over on the PTP Facebook group. Um, lots of great stuff going on there. By the time this drops, our uh, greatest breakfast food of all time tournament will have finally wrapped up. Um, it's down to bacon versus pancakes. Which one's going to be, uh, which one's going to be voted the greatest breakfast food of all time? Be sure to uh, join the Facebook group and check that out and get in and get in the vote if you haven't yet. If you haven't yet. Yeah, I've been uh, closely monitoring that and uh, I always get the notification uh, when you uh, post the uh, the poll results. And, uh, you know, when you open up the uh, polls again, I'm hoping pancakes. So I'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see. We'll yeah. see. It's a, that's a tough match. That's definitely, I mean, those two, those two foods are definitely synonymous with breakfast, um, but we'll see which one uh, pulls it out in the end. Yep. As for me, you can find me on the Place to Be Nation Wrestling feed, feed not only with this podcast, but uh, my new podcast uh, that has been going off strong. It is uh, Nation Invasion, uh, where I am going over the WCW ECW invasion of the WWE in 2001. I just recently had uh, my special guest, Scott Schiff lit on and we went over the Raw and SmackDown uh, right before the King before King of the Ring 2001. We talked about Stone Cold's paranoia um, and, um, you know, the um, we talked about um, him do like giving a stunner to Molly and, um, you know, Vince McMahon being like, you either win or we're through. So Stone Cold has to win or else uh, him and Vince McMahon are done. 
So we'll see what happens at the uh, King of the Ring. And, uh, you know, the four uh, fr- friends, uh, Team Wreck, uh, Kurt, Kurt Angle, Rhino, Edge, and Christian, they're all uh, they're in the uh, King of the Ring, uh, like the semifinals. So we'll see what happens there as we wrap up the King of the Ring tournament as well. Well, that's going to do it from us here on Extreme Resurrection. I'm James Gruenberg. He's Steve Riddle. We will see you next time. Stay extreme. Now I'm standing here, you tell yourself you know what to do.